Welcome to the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast with Monique Malcolm, a show about leveraging your existing knowledge, unique skills, or passion to build a thriving creative business. I aim to show you what's really possible when you stop letting fear have all the fun and start taking action towards your goals. You can learn more about this show and subscribe for updates by visiting PimpYourBrilliance.com. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Pimp Your Brilliance. I'm so glad that you're here. This is episode number 115, and you can find show notes at PimpYourBrilliance.com backslash 115. All right, party people, we are back, and I have what I think is a really interesting episode today. This episode is less how-to strategy and more thinking about our creativity and internally, what are we doing and how are we being supportive of growing our business in a way that best mirrors how we work and what our nature is and what our natural tendencies are. And this has been something I've been thinking about all summer long because I had a really great conversation with my friend, Anthony. Anthony works over at Break the Twitch and he's all about attention and mindfulness and just creating a life that is more at ease and not so weighed down by all these things that we have constantly vying for our attention. He's really great to talk to because he really asks really thoughtful questions And earlier this summer, we were talking and he asked me a question that I've pretty much been thinking about the answer almost daily since we had the conversation because it helped me realize some things about myself and has really put how I work and working with a brain that is wired a little bit differently because of ADHD, it's helped put that into perspective. So I want to talk a bit about that. And really how leaning into your natural tendencies can help your creative business and really help you grow and thrive. So as I mentioned, Anthony and I were talking and he, I don't even remember what the specific question was, but he asked me something about my ADHD because ever since I've revealed that to him, he tends to ask a lot of questions about that because he's someone who was diagnosed as a child and me being diagnosed earlier this year at 37, we both have wildly different experiences about how we are navigating with this. And he tends to ask a lot of things about, you know, how is it going and what do you find is really working for you? And in this conversation, I remember telling him one of my concerns was about the medication. So I currently take Adderall. I take a short dosage, which doesn't stay in my system very long, only for about four hours. My concern is around just having, um, developing a tolerance to the medication and needing to have a stronger dosage, which is why if you have ADHD or any kind of neurotypical thing and you're on medication, you have to speak with your practitioner quite a bit to make sure the medication is still working and you don't need more, you don't need less. And so that's a concern for me because I've, I'm newly diagnosed. I don't want to develop a tolerance and have to go on even stronger doses of medication too early on in this process. So I was expressing to him my concerns about that. And I was telling him that there are definite times where I can feel like the medication works best. And then there's times where I'm not so sure. And I was telling him the difference really lies in my plans for the day. So if I have woken up, I have a well-defined plan. I know exactly what I need to get done that day. 
and I have some general timelines, I feel like the medication is really, really supportive. I can I can get through my to-do list. I can do a lot, get a lot done. And it's not as chaotic and bouncing all over the place versus on days where maybe I have a general idea of what I want to get done, but nothing is set in stone. I don't get started at my start time according to my morning routine. And in those times, I feel like the medication doesn't work at all because it doesn't really help me with prioritizing. It really, it really calms things down enough for me to stay focused and get things done and execute, but it does not help at all with trying to decide, should I record a podcast today or is it more important for me to write some content? And of course, because Anthony is really insightful and he, again, asked really great questions when I told him that, uh, he asked something else and I remember telling him, I feel at my best. And I feel like I'm thriving when I have a really defined routine and structure in place because I need a plan of execution. And the example I gave him was when I was going to the gym and I had a trainer and just a really, really rigid workout schedule for the week. My trainer used to be like, I don't understand how you're in here lifting. And then you immediately go to spin class. But I really thrive with that container, that structure. I knew I had a certain amount of time and I had certain things bookmarked on the calendar when it came to that plan, that fitness plan. And it was just easy for me to get up and say, okay, today is Tuesday. That means I'm going to go lift and then I'm going to do an hour of spin and I just go do it. I don't think about it. I don't hem and haw. I get it done. And so the reason why this conversation was so important is because it made me aware of really what my primary challenge is with ADHD And it helped me identify ways that I could better support this following my natural tendencies and really stop fighting against what I'm already drawn to do naturally and what is going to work best for me. Because when it comes to prioritizing things with my ADHD brain, that is where I really struggle. In any given moment, there is an abundance of work-related tasks in my mind, and they are all equally weighted. So the deciding factor for me more often than not comes down to one of four things. Is it urgent? Is it interesting? Is it novel? Or is this going to present a challenge? And if it doesn't tick one of those boxes, those tasks go down further on the list. But this is not really a great way to make progress or move my business forward because I'm constantly at the mercy of my mood or a deadline that I have pushed to the limit And now I'm stressed because I have to do this thing at the last moment. And even though it's going to get done and it'll get done properly, it's that tension and that that stress for the entire time that I have to work down to the nitty gritty to get it done. And that's not great. Instead, it's really a lot easier for me to operate from a place where I already know my plan. And if I know my plan, I can follow my plan. This is one of the things that works really well for me and it has been my key to really getting in the best shape of my life at different times and has really been the key to overhauling my finances over the past two years. I've seen this play out time and time again in my life where I just follow my plan. I don't give my brain room to try to convince me to do otherwise. I don't give in to decision fatigue. I don't 
get into this whole prioritizing thing that my brain likes to do, or honestly, it's a lack of prioritizing. So it's not even doing the prioritizing thing. I just follow the plan. The The challenge here is actually making a plan, but that's a conversation for another episode. I'm going to stay on track, but this is my ADHD brain and the way that it's hardwired. I'm really good at executing big creative ideas and teaching myself so many skills. Remember what I said about interest, novelty, and challenge, the the constant learning, the constant trying to figure out how things work definitely falls into that. But it's also why I spend stretches of time getting very off track and believing that it's a personal failure because after all of that excitement, the, the big idea or the skill is learned and mastered, my brain has let it go. It's like, nope, I'm done with that. And if I don't have a plan or something else to follow it, I can just get lost in weeks of time where nothing is really getting done. Which brings me to the point of this episode and the idea that I want to talk about is working with my natural tendencies in business and in life. I find that I do a lot better job of doing that in my life and not so much in my business. And I am trying to correct those things now that I'm very aware of there's a better way that I could be working and it may not make sense to everyone else, but it works really well for me. And there are different, definite ways that you are working that are really probably best for you. There are strategies and techniques to build a very impactful business that could yield you amazing results and fall flat for someone else because they don't highlight that person's strengths. Or you could be following techniques and tactics that someone else taught that don't work for you because, again, they're not highlighting what you do best or the way that you work best. And too many of us are weighed down by this belief that there's only one way to grow a successful creative business and that the answer as to how you do that lies with someone else. And I'm going to be honest, I call bullshit because while there can definitely be information and knowledge gaps, no one can guarantee that their strategy for batching content is going to work the same for you. I can't guarantee that the way I use a project management system is going to deliver the same level of relief that it gives me. And this is why if you've ever worked with me, either as a one-on-one client or even over in the Brilliance Lounge, when people ask me questions, especially about systems and processes, when I take on -on one-on-one clients, one of the first things I ask them is, how do you imagine this best working? Like, how do you see this for yourself, this process that we're going to build? What is the best case scenario here for you? And when I start talking to them about using product management systems or something supportive like that, I I tell them what I use, but I also tell them I'm not a project management system snob because what works for me and makes most sense to my brain may not make sense to your brain. And you may not need the same type of things that I need visually to make this information make sense. And so I try to direct them towards something that's going to make the most sense for them and really work in what's best for them. And I really feel like if you want your business to grow and you want your business to thrive, you need to lean more on what is best for you and what is working for how your brain is wired and how you best process information 
and how you can best show up in your business in a way that feels good for you. Because no one else has your exact brain chemistry. No one else has your set of experiences or perspectives. So I need you to trust that the fastest and best way for you to grow is for you to stop fighting your nature. And at the same time, I also want to highlight that it's okay to be curious and experiment with with what has worked for someone else. You don't have to accept that their way is going to be the best way for you. Even listening to this podcast, I give strategies and I give tips and things all the time, but that does not mean that I want you to take what I'm sharing with you and apply it blanket with no tweaks, no changes to your business because it may not work for you. It may not work for what your vision for your business is. It may not work for what you're trying to build and that's okay. And even when I'm learning from someone else, I think that it's perfectly fine to look at somebody else's process and see a good working example of how they use this thing, how they use this system, how they created this process, how they made it work. And then I take the parts of their systems or processes that work for me, that make sense in my brain and the way that I process, and I adapt them to my own use. And then in that sense, I'm creating an entire new system, one that is built and based off of the way that I want to work and the way that I want to run my business. And so this is where I really want to start encouraging you to start thinking about what it is that you want your business to represent, how you want to do your creative work, and start trying to figure out what are your natural tendencies. All right, so I feel like I need to back up a second because I keep on using the terminology natural tendencies without actually defining what do I mean by that. So what I mean by that is like behaviors or characteristics or things that you do that feel really good, that are you, you're mostly leaning towards. So I think it's the difference between being a morning person and a nighttime person, a person who loves a very meticulous detailed plan and someone who can thrive off of just a brief bulleted set of instructions. Someone who is a strong writer versus someone who is really great on camera. Like there's going to be things, skills, talents, just things that you do innately that are going to work for you better than they work for someone else. Something that I share quite often, I'm very, very visual. So that that plays out in a lot of different ways in my business and in my life. For example, it's a lot easier for me to get an idea and immediately put it on paper, whether that is a rough sketch or some bulleted notes about the idea, because I need to get the ideas out of my brain and on paper, and for whatever reason, I need to be able to see it so I can process that. That comes into play a lot with planning, which is why I mainly prefer a paper planner, so an analog planner, and then after I get all my plans down on paper, dates and everything set, I go back and I put that into the computer, into the project management system, because it makes more sense when I'm working with someone to be able to assign tasks versus me trying to like screenshot notes and send it to someone. Is it more work? At times it can be because sometimes I'm duplicating information that I've written by hand and now I'm putting it into the computer, but that works really, really well for me. And I feel like it's a time savings because if I were to try to take the same information and input it directly into the computer 
directly into my project management system, I'm telling you, it's going to take me just as long, if not longer, because there's so many distractions and rabbit holes to fall down into my computer. And also, it's just, I feel easier, I feel better when I can just dump out information in any way that it comes to me versus feeling like when I put it in the computer, I need to put it in order. By the time it's going into the computer, I already know the order needs to go in, the the numbers, the flow, because I've sorted that all out on paper. So that's what I mean when I'm talking about natural tendencies. So how do you go about uncovering your natural tendencies? I have a few thoughts and some ideas. Unfortunately, the way that our lives are designed, at least over here in the U.S., it isn't very supportive to help us uncover what our natural tendencies are. And there are even times when those things are labeled negatively. If you think about it, for the majority of our lives, we are forced through a very rigid and similar educational funnel. And then we end up in adulthood expected to know what we want to do and what type of work we would be best at. But when did you get to explore any of those ideas, really? So this is one of the reasons why I'm so very passionate about helping creatives bring their ideas to life, because I believe the solutions to so many of life's challenges already live in somebody's mind. They just need help pulling it out. And that's like so, so core to my being. And another reason why I tend to try to create and put out so many ideas, because they were given to me. They're here. I put them out. They don't belong to me anymore. Someone else can use it or build upon it or do something else. And I think that's how we're going to really solve a lot of interesting challenges as we spend more time on earth. But getting off track, you know, when you're thinking about your tendencies, there there really has to be a certain level of self-awareness to lean into what your natural tendencies are or really lean into your nature And what I'm sharing isn't something that I was taught in school or I was trained on at work. I'm someone who is a deep thinker, which means I tend to obsess over the things that I'm interested in. Again, the the whole challenge, interest, novelty thing. This has led to lots of research, lots of reading, thinking, and conversations about different ideas and what I'm learning and discovering. And I really try to understand the way that I tick and make that make sense. So there there really has to be a level of interest and self-awareness there. You have to be willing to do some of that deep inner thinking about how do you feel you best show up in the world and how do you feel you best do your work in? Is the fact that you like to write things by hand really a limitation or is that one of your strengths and why you can do certain work a certain way. But I do have a few questions that you can think through that may give you some answers and point you in the right direction. First one being, can you identify times in your life when you felt like you thrived? And what was it about those specific experiences that made you feel like you were operating at your best? What are your strengths? And in the same token, what are your weaknesses? Are you someone that needs a detailed plan written out from start to finish? Or are a few bullet points enough to get you going? What do you like? And I know this question sounds really basic and easy, but you would be amazed at how many people I know, adults, that don't actually know what they like. 
They know what they've told they should like. They know what Instagram thinks they like, but they don't actually know what they like. So do some digging and exploring there. Also, can you identify areas in your life where you seem to struggle with things or situations that everyone else has deemed easy or normal? A really simple example of this is like uh, waking up really early in the morning. There are some people who are just predisposed to getting up early and being bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. And then there's other people who need 17 alarms just to crack an eyelid. How do you learn best? Are you a visual learner? Are you an auditory auditory learner? Do you prefer to work with your hands? Do you like to read? What, What learning style do you feel like you really thrive in? And finally, when you sit down to do work or have relaxing time, what are you drawn to? What things come up that make you feel like, oh, this is how I should be spending this time, or this is how I would love to spend this time. Take some time and really think through these questions. They're over in the show notes if you want to copy and paste them into a notebook or even into a Google Doc and do some brainstorming and see what comes out. But it's really worth taking the time to explore and figure out what is it that could be a strength, something that you could really lean on and utilize in order to continue making progress and building the business that you want. Because in order to build a creative business that truly thrives, you have to stop fighting the way that you work naturally. You have to stop wasting so much energy trying to change who you are at your core or trying to make yourself into someone else. If you're not that Don't waste energy and good time and effort trying to do those things. Embrace who you are. Embrace what you have and see your natural tendencies more as gifts and strengths and superpowers versus something that you need to exhaust all this energy so passionately fighting and warring against. It's just, it's not worth it. And I think that you'll find over time It'll be easier for you to make huge leaps and bounds towards your goals versus spending so much time just warring with yourself and your your creativity is really going to expand because you're going to find it so much easier to get into a flow state. So I know this episode was not as tactical and brass tacks as some of the other episodes I do, but as I mentioned in the beginning, This is just something that has been on my mind really heavily, mostly because I want to create in a way that is more supportive for myself and the way my brain works. But honestly, I just don't want to spend so much time fighting against what I already know I like to do. It's just so much easier to to do and operate in a way that my my brain, my mind, my body wants to versus trying to fight it and, and do something because someone else said this was the way to do it. If you enjoyed this episode, there are three ways you can support Pimp Your Brilliance. You can leave a review in your favorite podcast app, share a screenshot of this episode on your favorite social network, or buy me a coffee over at pimpyourbrilliance.com backslash coffee. But that's all I have for this week. So until next time, go out there and pimp your brilliance. 
Ah, 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 ah,